From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. We were told back in January that there were fears for more building industry collapses in 2022 as more construction companies uh, have locking contracts that will leave builders unable to pass on the rising cost of labour and supplies. Now, we have been seeing that in particular in Queensland over the last couple of weeks. So what's going on and how safe is our Hunter building industry? Joining me on the line now is Craig Jennian, who is the, uh, the head of the the Housing Industry Association here in Newcastle and the Hunter. Good morning and welcome, Craig. Good, after- good morning. It's great to be with you. Thank you. You haven't got your bikini on, I hope. I, I certainly don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little bit too early in the season to have our bikinis, I think, just a little bit. It certainly is. <laughs> I, bet it's, I bet it's cold out there. It's still a river this morning, is it? Uh, balmy, actually, for myself, is probably the right word. I actually, my office faces towards the north, and so the sun is streaming in, and it is really hot. But I look outside, and trees are going sideways, so oh. I, I think I'm in the right place. I think you're in exactly the right place. Now, in all seriousness, um, we have seen the collapse of some very big building companies over the last uh, couple of weeks in particular. It's really, uh, really been highlighted. Is it a case of the fact that these builders have locking contracts, they can't raise their prices, and uh, as we know, the cost of living, inflation, it's all gone up. Is that what's going on? That, that's the key part, but there's a lot of other things going on at the moment. And just preparing for this, I started to write down some dot points, and, and I probably stopped at about 10 items that are normally not traditionally uh, pressures that occur um, in the sort of market we're currently in, which is a really, to start off with, is a really positive market. The industry is booming locally. We're mm-hmm. up 10% on last year's figures, which were already a growth as a result of state government stimulus. But mm-hmm. the quick overview is that over the last 12 months, the cost to build a home, as you said, has increased significantly. And the other key element is the times to start and finish building a home have also increased. And what that means for builders is that um, it's taking up to four to five months longer to build a house, and they've obviously priced it to take often about eight and a half months, and it's taking over a year. And so they've got these fixed overheads as well as increased prices for materials, which are meaning that the profit in these homes is, is much more reduced. Mm. How are our companies going here in Newcastle and the Hunter? I know that you know we've been hit with COVID, we've been hit with you know the shortage of staff, we've been hit with close downs. You know it's, it has been a tough last eighteen months to two years here in Newcastle and the Hunter. How are our builders coping? Yeah, we just had a whole series of trade nights. We get to get out and meet face to face again for the first time in two years, and mm-hmm. it's been great. Uh, the quick answer is we're not immune to the, those same pressures. We, we are very much facing um, the effect of those COVID restrictions, as you said. So that was restrictions on trades and the number of sites they could go to, and movement which was the start of making the home uh, building process take longer. Um, But we've also seen restrictions on availability of land and increased shipping and and delivery delays for materials both in Australia and from overseas. And these are are not just happening for the first time in, in one state or in one area of the country, which is what we tend to find in the past is that when pressures come on board, we can move materials and labour from one side of the country to another um, or source it from overseas. And the fact is that a lot of other developing countries are in the same boat we are, which is has a lot of people who are deciding to renovate or build a new home and it's creating huge demand. And it's just taking longer and costing more, unfortunately. And the other thing is, you know, we've all got uh, we've all got bank loans, we've all got uh, overdrafts, and uh, you just you put that on top of everything else, and uh, and it's just a vicious storm, isn't 
Yeah, for the builders, the, the main catch is they may have profitable jobs, but as I said, they're taking longer, but they've still got fixed overheads, mm. whether that's receptions and staff that they still need to pay for each week and phones and vehicles, and uh, those bills still come in regardless of whether you're able to put in a progress claim. Um, and if you're not able to do that because it's taking longer to build or the trades aren't available, um, it, it is just putting a lot more pressure on people uh, throughout this year. So, Craig, if we are building, uh, you know, if we're one of the, the lucky ones who are out there and, and building their own home, how do we protect ourselves against, uh, you know, our, our our building companies going broke? I mean, is there something that we can do? Because I, I you know, don't know about you, I know you're inside the industry, but, you know, the minute that, that we see these two big companies go in Queensland, straight away you go, oh, my God, how do we protect ourselves? Is there a protection mechanism in place? There is. In New South Wales and in, in most states, we have the Home Building Compensation Fund. So that is an insurance policy taken out by the homeowner that does protect them should a builder go insolvent or unfortunately pass away or, or disappear. Uh, so that's the first sort of thing that underwrites it. The other thing is that we can actually do some really practical things. And I, I say to our members all the time, it all comes down to communication. Mm. Um, the rain delays we're having, we've, I've had builders tell me that in the last 100 days they've only been on a site for 19 days. Because oh, my God. It's been really difficult mm. because, as you know, it may rain, but unfortunately you need the site to dry out. And then the trades you had coming in to maybe pour that slab are still doing the last job, so it pushes it forward. And then, of course, it rains again, so you get uh, this job that was meant to have had a slab board eight weeks ago and you're still just waiting for the site to dry out so communication with the client in particular saying look you may get asked for an extension of when i said i'd be able to complete this job um, these are generally for things that are outside their control um, so talking about time frames is really important um, and the other thing is is materials it, it may be possible that that particular product you are hoping to use may be unable to be uh, obtained at this stage and it might be a good idea to talk about an alternative product and substituting that mm. product for, for something else but be aware that it may be that just because of the shortage of materials that the price of this product also may cost a bit more and there may be a, a variation so it is very frustrating, the situation we find ourselves in, uh, but we're confident that if you're able to talk and have open communications with your builder uh, and they can explain what is going on, that we can all work towards the goal, which is completing the home as quickly as possible. You're absolutely right. I, uh, I've recently um, bought a new lounge and uh, I needed a lounge because the, the space was empty and it needed a lounge. And to be honest, Craig, I had to search around through many, many different uh, different areas and different locations to be able to find a lounge that I could get delivered before the end of July. You know, some of them were, were July and November were the earliest that could get delivered. Now, that's a lounge. I can only imagine what it must be like for building equipment. Yes, and we've seen it sort of travel through through the process of building a home. It started off 18 months ago with a shortage of timber, which unfortunately still exists to it to a large degree, but it's flowed through to all those finishing trades. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see that it's toilet suites or it's uh, uh, some of the internal uh, cladding materials. And then the other biggest pressure that we obviously put on top of this was the, the impact of the war in Ukraine mm -hmm. has slowed down some materials, but also the floods. Northern New South Wales, as we know, has been devastated, and as a result... There are a lot of resources that are being pushed that way and uh, there's a real shortage of labour at the moment of availability of staff that is the other big problem which is really making it difficult to find uh, staff that are both affordable but also that are even available to come and do the work. 
Wow. I tell you what, it is just the perfect storm for every industry at the moment. Obviously, Craig, we've had a change in government. Um, you know, we've, gone, uh, we've gone across to the Labor government. Do you see a, uh, a solving or a, a, you know, some kind of a solution to the, the housing supply issue? Do you see anything on the horizon that, uh, that may fix that for us? The housing affordability, I guess, was the key measure that both major parties uh, went to the uh, constituents with a couple of weekends ago. So we've got some measures there which will help particularly first home buyers. A lot of the supply is is a state issue. So Mm. at the moment we're very much talking to the New South Wales state government about the pressures that we're seeing when it starts off with a shortage of planners in council, but it really flows through to the fact that um, we need to see more land being zoned and, and made available for housing. Um, we've got lots of pressures that make it a lot longer to turn that paddock into uh, a place where you can build a home, and, and that's everything from biodiversity concerns mm. through to the fact that, again, at the moment, that the rain and the, and the demand that came out of home builder means that there's lots of developers that would wish they could sell more blocks of land, but it's just going to take a, a little bit more time than, than we're, we normally used to because of the, the rain and the issues we're facing. <laughs> Well, and then you throw into that, you know, things like we know that there's that parcel of land out at uh, out near the Lincoln Road at Walls End that uh, the environmentalists want us to to not develop upon. You know, there are so many, so much that is coming together at the moment, isn't it, to create this perfect storm around supply, around demand, around being able to actually even get these homes built. It is just the perfect storm. We've never seen nationwide such a high demand for home building all at the same time in every state and every territory and the number of detached homes in particular that the industry started in 2021 and is expected to finish this year will certainly be a new record Uh, and in past peaks as I've said we've been able to move people around and and get more resources on the ground but at the moment uh, we've had as we said floods and all sorts of other issues which uh, normally we're able to address but the scale of everything has been amplified it seems like everything is much bigger what is uh, the commercial side like? I mean, I know there's uh, there's still cranes in the sky here in Newcastle. There's not as many as there w- there has been in recent years. Um, is the demand for uh, for commercial still as it was? As in sort of apartment uh, mm. buildings, yeah, apartments like, and yeah, yeah. The, the big stuff. Yeah, they, there certainly is. Um, those sorts of projects generally um, have a uh, an up and down sort of cycle, mainly because they a lot come to market in such large groups. Um, but the inner you know, part of Newcastle is still very attractive. They're still selling very quickly, mm. I'm told. Um, but they have slowed down a little bit in the last quarter. But a lot of those are really as a result of our statistics, which also lumps in with those multi-units and townhouses. And, and that's really where a lot of people have moved in, particularly first home buyers, as, as an affordable mm-hmm. option to, to get into the market as well. And um, that particular part of our market, that multi-unit is doing particularly well um, in what I call those middle band Hunter Valley suburbs or locations. So uh, Cessnock is up in the last quarter um, off a lower base, but it's up like 900%, wow. um, 200% in the last 12 months and, and the same thing we're seeing in Singleton and those sort of those middle ring suburbs um, of as you head up the valley mm. mainly in those local government areas because of affordable land. And look that is the conversation that I had with uh with the Senator-elect uh, Ross Cadell for the Nationals last week, you know, that's potentially the solution to our problems is that we need to go out into the, the Singletons, the Cessnocks, the Armidales, the Tamworths. You know, that's where we need to start to be heading because that's where there's land. That's where we can make housing affordability a little bit better. But again, we're just moving the problem from Sydney to Newcastle to northern New South Wales, aren't we? It, it's just this progression that we just keep moving the problem on. 
And also seeing that the um, the other pressure we're putting we're seeing in Newcastle has been how attractive we are to people in capital cities, particularly Sydney, through COVID, where they said, well, look, we could sell our house in Sydney and move move to a really nice house in the Hunter Valley or in Newcastle, put money into our super, and that's just putting a lot more pressure, obviously, onto the locals who were looking to purchase that home, mm-hmm. and and they're seeing escalating prices. So it's only natural that you then start to look further out. Um, and the other question we obviously will start to look at, and governments are looking at, is, is well, what is the style of housing we will want in the, in the future? And is it the fact that people will want more apartments or more high-density living? And I think what uh, we'll probably see is that will occur um, as we're able to see the benefits um, that that lifestyle can provide. So that means that you're going to get a lot more amenity and a lot more facilities around you. And I think that the big caveat we'll be able to see that on top of that is if we can speed up the process in around the stadium there and get that land um, oh. proposed and moving forward. That would be fabulous. Was uh, I keep saying to people, it's a bit like the very fast train, the, the Broadmeadow precinct. Um, I'll be pleased if I see that before I die. Uh, it's a bit like the very fast train. But, yeah, there is so much on the agenda that we just need to get moving and get happening, not to mention the extension of the light rail. You know, there is so much that can make this city just so much better and uh, fingers crossed we'll get there. Craig, thank you so much for joining me. As I said, I know that a lot of people have been going, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Why is this happening? So to have it explained to us uh, from the coalface is, uh, is very important. So I, I appreciate your time greatly. Thanks for your time, Tracy. Thank you. We'll chat soon. Bye. Thanks. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. That was Craig Jennian, who is the hunter boss of the HIA, the Housing Industry Association of New South Wales and Australia, and we greatly appreciate his time. And hopefully that has cleared things up a little bit. It is, uh, it's a little bit crazy, isn't it, that we see, we hear about all of this demand for housing, yet uh, we've got people going broke. Something's wrong in the midst of that, isn't it? Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.